This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning. It's Tuesday, November 12th. Hopefully me incorrectly describing yesterday as the 10th didn't cause anyone problems. And you are listening to the College Football Daily, a 24-7 sports podcast dedicated to catching you up on and breaking down the day's college football news and doing it all within 15 minutes or fewer. I'm Connor Tapp, and I'm joined by 24-7 Sports College Sports Editor Trey Scott. Trey, it's been four days since the public learned that the best player in college football is suspended indefinitely. What, if anything, do we know now about when a decision will be made about his future and what that decision might ultimately look like when it is handed down? So Ohio State is expected this week to submit a written report to the NCAA to seek the reinstatement of Chase Young, who, of course, best player in college football, perhaps at least the best defender. And that's according to Dennis Dodd at CBSSports.com. Young did not play Saturday against Maryland. And if you're waking up from a coma, uh, I think it's time for you to learn that Ohio State is holding him out of competition pending a possible NCAA violation. And that would be that Young took a loan from, quote, a family friend, to fly his girlfriend to California for last year's Rose Bowl. Young said on Twitter that he has repaid the loan. All this news broke last Friday. So, Connor, this podcast is supposed to specialize in quickly delivering you the day's news. So here are some important bullet points as this story progresses. First, how much was the loan? If the loan was more than $800, Young could be suspended for up to four games in total. So that would be the remainder of the regular season. He's already set out one. There are three left. If the loan is in the $200 to $500 range, it'd be two games, so just Rutgers, and then you'd be good for Penn State and Michigan. Despite many reports swirling around, there's still no clear answer on how many games Young will miss. Ohio State did its due diligence in declaring him ineligible and now is following protocol and seeking reinstatement from the Student Athlete Reinstatement Committee. Because it has upcoming competition within the next 10 days, Ohio State gets to label this request as urgent. But you know how slowly the NCAA can move. And even if everything goes quickly and in favor of the Buckeyes, it's still unlikely that Young would play Saturday against Rutgers. The Buckeyes are 50.5 point favorites. To support its request, Ohio State must prove there was a pre-existing relationship before Young's recruitment to Ohio State with the person who provided the loan, and that that relationship had nothing to do with Young being a top five recruit in the country and, as of right now, a surefire NFL talent. Even when Young was headed to the Rose Bowl last year, he was not yet Chase Young as we know, but he was surely regarded as a three-and-out NFL-type player. Last one, Connor. If it can be proven that such a relationship existed, something that did not rely on Young's athletic abilities, plus the fact that Young paid back the loan, well, all of that would bode super well for his eligibility for the November 23rd game against Penn State. Yeah, definitely a a massive, massive story. And even though it's Rutgers coming up this weekend, 
with that Penn State game. And then can you imagine if this is still an open question heading into the week of the game? I mean, it's going to be absolutely wild. Maybe. I don't, I don't know that there will have been anything like it since we didn't know whether Cam Newton was going to play like right up until days before the SEC championship game. So it's just really fascinating stuff. And it's honestly, it's kind of crazy that we're still dealing stuff, dealing with stuff like this uh, in, in the environment that we are right now with the NCAA and attitudes toward these kinds of things changing as much as they have. But I guess that's where we're at. Let's head down now to Columbia, South Carolina, where after South Carolina lost to Appalachian State on Saturday, it became incredibly likely that the Gamecocks would finish with a 4-8 record in this Will Muschamp's fourth season. But any question of whether USC will move on from Muschamp must be couched in terms of Muschamp's $19 million buyout. Right now, it's looking like that price tag will keep South Carolina from making a change at the head coaching position. With several members of the school's board of trustees going on the record with the state newspaper to express skepticism about whether they can even afford it. One trustee said, if I had to do it over again, I would never do a buyout like this. Pretty interesting that six members of the board of trustees were willing to go on the record about whether they could afford to fire the sitting head coach. Kind of tells you what the mood is like in Columbia right now. Uh, It's pretty chaotic time for the University of South Carolina, just generally speaking right now. Athletics director Ray Tanner is under fire after many of the school's biggest breadwinners have languished since he took over in 2012. The football program obviously in pretty rough shape. The baseball program, which had won two national titles, has struggled to replace Tanner, who came to the athletics director position as the former head coach of the baseball team. And the, even the men's basketball team that made the Final Four a couple years ago, a lot, of, a lot of fans feel like the athletics department hasn't really done enough to support Frank Martin's program and to kind of build on that success. So in, in addition to that, the new school president had a very controversial appointment over the summer involving allegations of political interference from the governor's office that have resulted in the school's accreditation being put at risk. And amidst all that, they're trying to figure out what they should do and what they can afford to do about the football program. For what it's worth, there is offset language in Will Muschamp's buyout clause. If any other football program out there is interested in a moderately used and slightly damaged Will Muschamp. The, the, the tough thing with this is it sounds like obviously he's going to get to coach the 2020 season, but he has to make staff changes for the 2020 season possibly replacing offensive coordinator Brian McClendon. And that's a tough sell when you're trying to make a, a, a coordinator hire to save your job. You want a good one. But it's tough to say, hey, come with me. We have one year to do this. Because any good offensive coordinator out there is going to be looking at a variety of different scenarios in which the job stability probably uh, is better than one year. Yeah, and as far as hiring a new offensive coordinator – to fix a languishing offense. I mean, if you're an offensive coordinator out there, you're probably not feeling very good about the chances that you're going to be the guy that fixes Will Muschamp's offense because he cycled through a bunch of offensive coordinators at Florida, obviously, and this would be his third now if they do move on from Brian McClendon uh, here at South Carolina. 
So we're going to take a quick break, and on the other side, we've got some injury updates out of Norman, Oklahoma, and Coach O speaks out about a viral video of him addressing his team after their big win over Alabama. Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. All right, the Oklahoma Sooners will be without two difference makers for the remainder of their playoff push as running back Trey Sermon and defensive lineman Kenneth Mann are both out for the season. They were each hurt in that narrow one-point win over Iowa State. The Sooners at least have an embarrassment of riches at the running back spot. Sermon is one of three backs with over 300 yards this year, and that's not including quarterback Jalen Hurts, who's the team's leading rusher. And Oklahoma already had to weather with an uncertain status with man this season as he's missed a few games with an injury. The Sooners play Baylor on Saturday in a game that is going to decide pole position in the Big 12. In the aftermath of LSU's 46-41 win over Alabama on Saturday, an LSU player streamed audio of Ed Orgeron addressing the team in the locker room. An LSU fan recorded a portion of the stream and posted it to Twitter. If you haven't seen the clip, it's incredible and you need to check it out. We're linking to it in today's show notes. Coach O uses an A-word and an F-word in describing his feelings toward Alabama, and it is absolutely iconic. Unfortunately, our society has a compulsion for making people apologize for doing awesome things, so that's what Ed Orgeron did on Monday when he addressed the media. Coach O said that he had a talk with the player who posted the stream and felt confident that it wouldn't happen again and added, Quote, you get emotional when you talk to your football team, just like when we all talk to our family. We talk around the dinner table and we say some things that outside the family we don't say. And it was not meant to hurt anybody or nothing like that. It was just a fiery moment, a very emotional moment with our team. That's all it was. That's going to do it for today's episode of the College Football Daily. If you appreciate what we're doing, we ask that you do one thing this week to help spread the word about the show. If you need a suggestion of a thing that you could do, leaving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts would be outstanding. For Trey Scott and our producer, Tony Levitt, I'm Connor Tapp, and we'll see you tonight after the Selection Committee's new Top 25 comes out for the next edition of the College Football Daily. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.